Hey, hello friends, and welcome to this message which is specially handpicked to minister to you and to bless you. I am Pastor Lincoln Seranga, Senior Pastor here at Liberty Christian Fellowship in London. My passion is the pursuit of 100% answered prayer. If that sounds like a good subject to you, why don't you follow me at lincolnseranga.com and also find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media where you will be able to find other messages as well as find access to short courses, coaching opportunities and more. God bless you as you listen to this message. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18 to 22. I'm speaking on the name of Jesus. I want to share my thoughts about the name of Jesus. Again, I always just bring my meditations to you and uh, see what God will, will show us. Now, the, the backdrop of this um, is my obsession lately with Jesus. The man Jesus, the concept of Jesus, the principle of Jesus, this whole idea that the whole universe, according to Colossians 1, all things were made by him, in him, through him, and for him. Yeah? That has been my, my obsession. Somehow there is a oneness across creation. All things were made by him, in him, through him, and for him. He is really the center of reality. And he becomes flesh. And as we celebrate this Christmas, he was born into this earth. And um, he came to rescue his own creation. He came to rescue the, the, the core of his because the creation is all by him for him in him through him no one else could fix this no one else could fix this it had to be Jesus it had to be him and my obsession has become him in a new way as I seek not just to to, um, to worship him. And some time ago I shared with you about the five ways in which we, in, we engage with Jesus. Five ways. Number one, he is in heaven. He ascended after he died. He rose, he ascended, and he is seated at the right hand side of the Father. So we worship him because he's exalted far above principalities and powers. We worship him. So our response to his exaltedness is worship. But then he is with us as well. <laughs> it's like, because you see, God is infinite. You can't confine him to a space. You can't tell him to sit down. <laughs> because he will both sit down and stand and lay down at the same time. Because he's infinite. So God is in heaven, but he's also on earth. And he's with me right here with me, Emmanuel. And Emmanuel is one of the Christmas names. Um, his name shall be called him Emmanuel. He is with 
me. And so I fellowship with him. I worship him and then I fellowship with him. Fellowship is about connecting and participating. Uh, in Jewish life, fellowship is optimized in sitting down to eat together with somebody and, and break into the same thing. The word is koinonia there. Koinonia is about fellowship and friendship in that way. And then the third thing is he is in me. And so I commune with him. Worship, fellowship, communion. Communion, come as you hear, come, union. Come together, union, jointness. Christ in us. Christ in us. God was not happy to just sit in heaven. That's not it. And he's not happy to just be with us. He wants to enter us and set up residence in us and dwell inside I was, I was making the point, God was not, it's not enough for him to be with us. He wants to be in us. Hmm? And then, the Bible shows us, fourthly, that we are in him. Hmm? And he said this even about the father. He said, I am in the father and the father is in me. And so he also extends that kind of union with us that we are in him and he is in us. And then finally is this fifth position that we are as him. The final outlay, the final product of that interaction is this level of one transformation. Hmm? And, and I haven't kept true to because I said worship, fellowship, communion, now, when you are in him, uh, that's another dimension, the dimension of us being in Christ. In Christ is transformation. There's something, uh, in Christ, the, 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 when you read the Bible and you look at the in Christ verses, they're all crazy. In Christ, we are more than conquerors. In Christ, we are the righteousness of God. It's like, ah, am I that? Yes, God declares you these things because that's what you are becoming. So in Christ is transformation. And then, you as him is mission. Mission. When you walk the earth as though Jesus is back and living at your address.
and wearing your clothes. <laughs> that is the ultimate drive. That's what's driving me completely crazy. So that, that's part of my, my journey now. I'm just so lost in this. So Matthew 1.18, I want to talk about his name. Because again, it goes into this whole area of representation. Matthew 1.18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which he is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I am focusing today on the name of Jesus. My focus goes in recently as I had a, a song about the name of Jesus. There's something about that name. There's something about the name of Jesus. We sing this song about something about the name of Jesus. And we pray in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says demons are cast out in the name of Jesus. And, and there's something about the name of Jesus. And, and there's, you, you know what I mean. There's so much about the name of Jesus. Many beautiful songs about the name of Jesus. And there's this, oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Something about the name. But I went deeper into, into considering the name of Jesus. And so I want to bring my thoughts before you. Because you see the name Jesus is not, it's not the sound of it. And I want to, to talk about this. Because in um, Hebrew, it is Yeshua. Now, if there was a Jesus in the room, and I said, Yeshua, do you think that Jesus would, would answer? <laughs> They're totally sounding different names. In the, in the Hebrew, it is Yeshua. Yeshua. And Yeshua is a shortened version of Jehoshua. So the original name was Jehoshua. The Lord is salvation. So Jehoshua is shortened to Yeshua. And then further down in history, it is shortened to Yeshu. And I remember as a 19-year-old um, boy who was many times tormented by weird things, weird experiences of the night, which I knew were spiritual, but didn't know what in the world to do, except that all our relatives would say, you need to honor your ancestors, and you need to do weird dances, and go to weird little huts, and, and pay homage to your ancestors. And I hated the Lord. But you see, when you are attacked and beaten up in the night, you think, what am I going to do? Then I went to this little house, and I watched this guy saying, there's power in the name of Jesus. And I said, what is he talking about? I remember looking at my first pastor through the window because he was preaching in his house. And he was in his lounge and you 
we would, the place would fill up and there wasn't enough space. So we would stand outside the house and look through the glass at him preaching. And he spoke of the power in the name of Jesus. He spoke about the power of God over witchcraft. He spoke about how people were being healed and set free. People who had lost their minds were coming back to sanity. And people were testifying and telling stories of transformation. And I'm thinking, can it be that God can deliver this family of ours from the forces and threats of witchcraft? Because we grew up in them. Grew up in it. And my brother, whose 60th birthday we, we celebrate, was particularly set upon. <laughs> I don't know how uh, in, in spirituality, every family seems to have one who is particularly tormented. And that this ours was Michael. Michael just could not sit in class. He would see dark things and stuff would hit him in the face. And, and we say, what is his life like? And so, as I've told you several times before, we were, we, were, we were said that our family, myself, you know, my brother Jimmy, you know, uh, Michael, he said we were meant to become witch doctors. <laughs> That's how we will ever find rest. <laughs> Can you imagine me? <laughs> it was horrible. I thought, my God. Is that? And we, we were supposed to construct a hut. A thatched structure at the back of the, the home. And we were, I remember our auntie pointing to us and saying, you will all die before 45. Like your fathers died if you don't do these things because they, they, they refused and look at them all. And they all died miserable deaths. And I was terrified. I didn't know what to do until I watched this guy speak and say, there's power in the name of Jesus. And the power of the name of Jesus. And he said, Jesus is stronger than witchcraft. Jesus is stronger. And you know, when you're reading the Bible, you think it's, you know, it can be when you see unclean spirits, you don't think they are the Ugandan ones. You think those are the Hebrew demons, you know. No, no, no. He said, no, 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 no. Jesus has got power over Mayembe. And Jesus has got power over Bitega. And Jesus has got power over, over your grandfather's spirits. And your ancestral spirits, I thought, what? Is it for serious? And so, people would bring witchcraft and set it aflame. And we watched all this. And I ran home with hope. I thought, perhaps we can set, be set free from the cycle of this torment. And then, as it would be, one night as I slept, it happened again. And I was pinned to the ground. And... Uh, uh, my brother would even see stuff, literally in the room. But you see, the pastor preached and said, when they come, just say the name Jesus. Just say the name Jesus. <laughs> and I tried it. The moment I said it, everything vanished. And I thought, wow, it works. It works. And we learned that in the name of Jesus, there is victory. In the declaration of that name. The rest is history. The rest is history, friends. Our lives were transformed from then. We set everything on fire. We cut off. In fact, God worked an, an amazing miracle. And I told you this. That the, this woman who had pointed and said, You will all die at 45. She was this chief demoness of the family. And she had all kinds of contraptions. And we were, we were meant to go annually and pay homage and give money and all that. 
one night hmm, a bolt of lightning now outside her house there was this tree and it had a contraption hanging in it that she had hoisted there it's part of the demon worship a bolt of lightning came and struck that thing <laughs> and it smoldered then she put a candle on the you know her collection of stuff the candle somehow burnt down burnt a hole into the box and fell in and set the whole thing on fire so as I speak, our family does not have witchcraft because the whole thing was destroyed. <laughs> I'm sure someone is, is collecting a new, a new uh, lot. But I, I just thought I'll tell you practically where I'm coming from. So the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. But you see, uh, I then got confused when I learned that the name of Jesus is, is given to children. In the Spanish-speaking world, the name Jesus is like Jack and Michael. So there are lots of Jesuses walking the earth. Are you with me? <laughs> there are lots of Jesuses. So the name Jesus, first of all, does not start with Christ. The name Joshua is actually the name Jesus. Joshua is a, is, a, is a version of Yeshua. And so, as I said, uh, it's taken time for this. So, we are not just talking about phonetics. We're not talking about vowels and consonants. We're not just talking about J-E-S-U-S. -S. In fact, the word, the letter J did not exist in the Greek or in the Hebrew. And you know how it is. That names are not the point. It's who is bearing the name. Who carries the name. So different countries can speak, can call something else, something different. In my language, a shoe is called a ngatu. Here it's called a shoe. I don't know in your language what you call it. Eh? Umweto. I had umweto. <laughs> Any other languages in the house? Different names, same thing. So we're not talking about simply the name Jesus. We're talking about the man behind the name. We're talking about the name, the man behind the name. So when the angel comes and speaks to Mary and says, you shall call his name Jesus, he, she, he is not introducing a new name. Yeah, he's not introducing a new name. Neither is he giving her some magical name. You know, like, like something, let's chant it because it, it has power. There's power in the name. No, it's not in the phonetics of it. The power in the name of Jesus is not in the phonetics. Otherwise, you could be talking about Jesus, in, uh, some Jesus, God knows who, in Spain or in, in South America. There are many Jesuses walking the street. In fact, recently we were watching a series and one of the guys in the series was called Jesus. And I was a bit offended initially. Then I, then I remembered, oh, okay, this name actually <laughs> is named. Are you with me? Now, the problem is when you carry the name but you don't know the one behind it. Or you speak the name but there's no power because you don't understand what's going on. So let, let me start by putting that down. That the power is not in the name as is written J-E-S-U-S. -S. 
Yeah? Let's start there. Are you with me so far? Now, let me make the second point. The second point is um, concerning names. There's a name that you make. And I'm developing an idea. So we can say, Pastor Derek has made a name for himself. Do you understand the phrase? When somebody has made a name for himself. And we refer to the, uh, someone's name in that sense. Somebody says, man, don't spoil my name. They are, not, they are not talking about the phonetics. They're not talking about the word Lincoln or Grace or, or, or Bernard. They're not talking about that. They're talking about something else. Name also speaks of, in that sense, reputation. It speaks about reputation. It talks about fame, notoriety. And so there are names that you mention and people will sit up and say, oh, I know that guy because you mentioned their name. It's not just in the, in, the, in the writing of the name, but the person behind them and what they have achieved. So we've gone to another step. Number one, there's the sound of the name. Number two, there is the power behind the person who carries that name. And so when you hear names, there is already straight away a sense of reputation that jumps up. Can I throw a few names and see your reactions? Hitler. How many of you would name your child Hitler? He took the name and made a mess of it. Destroyed that name. And I don't know whether growing up there are names that you just associate with somebody. And you will never put that name on your child. Hmm? There are some names that <laughs> growing up, I just thought, whoa, that name. You, you hear the name and you shudder because it is associated with the person. Yeah? And so it's no longer just the name, but the person's notoriety, their, their lifestyle, their value system, their behavior. And it messes up everything. So Hitler is a bad name. Steve Jobs. When I say Steve Jobs, I can see the Apple fans are. I can see David doing a dance in the back. Obama. Now, Obama is an African little name that nobody knew. Have you ever heard of an Obama? In fact, in my language, Obama sounds like Obama, meaning you are too, you are too quick. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. But you know, you know, in Kenya, everybody can't wait to call their child Barack or Obama. Because a man came up and redeemed the name. It would never be the same. So, now when you say I'm Obama, my, that's my name, people immediately associate you to him and his achievement and his accomplishments because it's gone beyond the sound of it. It becomes the reputation. By the way, the word glory, the word glory, when you talk about the glory of God, the word glory, kabod, one of its meanings is reputation. What's up? God's repute, God's reputation, his CV, what he has done, what he's famous for. So, 
when names are dropped, you've heard of name dropping, when somebody's name dropping, they are basically bringing up names of powerful people and showing that they're associated with them so that they may boost their own name. I hope you follow the concept. So, there are such names like Obama. Any other name? Somebody shout out some powerful names. Oh, come on. Saranga. Saranga. Now let me tell you about Saranga. Saranga in my family was a bad name. Because the first person I knew with the name was a cripple. Completely crippled by, um, um, what's the crippling illness? Um, polio. Unable to help himself. Learning disabled. Every sense of the word. And then the name was put on me. Now when you say Seruanga, it has a new level because we have redeemed it. Do you understand the power of a name? Yeah. Uh, what? Now, now tell your neighbor your name. T tell them your name. <laughs> huh? What is associated with your name? What's the sense of your name? Uh, we need to look at branding here. What is your name like? Hmm? In your neighborhood. When they say, there, there goes Mr. So-and-so, what are they thinking? All in your family. You understand the need to redeem names and to fight and establish a strong brand behind the name. God help us that our names do not become a by-curse word that people just don't curse the name because you carried it and made a mess of the name. May God make us redeemers of names. Yeah, my son, my firstborn son is called Marvin. Do you know what that? It wasn't through lottery. We didn't throw pieces of paper in the air. While he was fighting for his life, we sat under the ministry of a man called Marvin Winans. And he became to us like a prophetic voice, musically, um, as he sang. And that name was, was really a, a, an honor to honor the, the sense of the ministry and, and impartation that we received from Marvin Winans. Just as an example. So we pass on names not because of what just they sound like. Not saying you can't name your child a fancy sounding name like Shaniqua or, or some people even create new names because it's like there's no name that is good enough. <laughs> Idi Amin. Listen to such a name. Would you name your child Idi Amin? The guy messed the name up. The complete mess of that name. So I've brought another concept of names into your mind. So I want to go to the third element. So that's about the name that you make. Huh? Name that you make in a community, in a sphere, 
in a world of business or music or whatever your, your sphere. Let's go to the next thing. There's the name God gives. Hmm? I want to show you that concept. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 17. Revelation 2. I think it's 2. <laughs> Sometimes I write weird. Um, but I hope this is right. He who has an ear. Hmm? Let him hear what the Spirit says. To the churches. To him who overcomes. To him I will give some of the hidden manna. Now what in the world is that? God is hiding stuff. And he's saying. That there is some food I'm not going to serve. Until you come up to a certain level. I'll give some of the hidden manna. And then he says. And I will give him a white stone. And a new name written. On the stone. Which no one knows. But he who receives it. <laughs> this is a future reality. So. To, to the overcomer. In a sense it's a future reality. In a sense it can be a spiritual breakthrough. That when you overcome. When you learn to walk in breakthrough Christian life. And you begin to become a warrior. God begins to admit you into hidden revelation. And begin to feed you secret food. That is not generally available. On earthly menus. No. And then he says he will give you a white stone. Whatever that represents, we are not sure. But then he says, inscribed on that stone is a name. No one knows except the one who receives it. <laughs> so there is another name that is not Lincoln. There is another name that is not Flavia. Huh? What is your name spiritually? What does God call you? This is powerful stuff. <laughs> Do you know you have a name that God says, shh, no one will ever find that name out. It is between you and me. I bestow it on you. So what is this name about? Is it about labeling? Is God going around labeling? No, no, no. Names, as, as you've soon learned, and as we have seen, names are keys. Names are keys. They grant access to spaces. They grant, they grant access to areas. Have you ever been to a place and they say, who are you? Who is that? And you say, it is so and so. And they say, oh, come in. Even the, the, the face changes. So, come in, sir. We were waiting for you. Your name goes ahead of you. Demons said in the Bible, Jesus we know. So we know. But it's, these guys have not registered. We do not know them in the spirit realm. And so the demon, demonized guy pounced on them and beat them up. Because they had not registered in a certain, at a certain level. I hope you are with me. The point is, God has a name for every one of us. Names remove barriers. Come on, I'm, I, I can tell you stories of growing up. Uh, part of being born in a fairly privileged um, family. And um, as, I, as you guys know, my mom is part of, of the royal 
family of, um, of Buganda, and uh, with the fall of the kingdoms through Idi Amin, uh, Milton Obote taking over and desecrating the kingdoms and disbanding everything and land and palaces, everything. My mom was left with nothing, but she had a name. There was no cash, <laughs> but there was a name. And I remember we would arrive in places and they say, ah, it is Nalinya. And doors will be opened. At weddings, we are always at, in the front rows and at high tables because of the name. Are you, do you catch what I'm saying? It's about name, name, name. So there's a name God gives you and it grants you access spiritually. It defines your function. Hallelujah. So I'm bringing it home. <laughs> Philippians 2. And verse 8. To 11. So this is describing Jesus and his ministry on earth. Um, I could have started earlier. But let's start at 8. And being found in the appearance as a man. Having become a man. Yeah. Projection. Are we good? Glitchy? We're a bit glitchy. Okay, fine. So you guys have to trust that I'm reading scripture here. <laughs> Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Hmm? Please understand the process. I'll come back. Let me first read through. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name huh? which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow those in heaven and those on earth those under the earth and that every tongue should confess Jesus Christ is Lord the glory of God the Father <laughs> oh. I'm ripe wrapping this up. Now, first of all, understand. One big name killer is arrogance and pride. God exalts the humble and resists the proud. Can I warn you guys? I have tried to be arrogant. And I have got into problems. Don't ever end up fighting with God. I don't know whether anyone here has ever got into a season where God says, okay, over to you. <laughs> over to you. And I have seen a domino effect of things which like, who is orchestrating all this mess? The kind of orchestrated mess of things. I, I can't tell you enough. But you see, humble yourself. Even when you are a fool, humble yourself. Even when you make mistakes, humble yourself. When you don't know where to go, humble yourself. Whatever you do, the last virtue you should ever lose is humility. Because at least God does not fight you. <laughs> because God lifts up the humble and fights against the arrogant. 
Jesus humbled himself. How does he get a name above names? Number one, he humbles himself. Number two, he becomes obedient. Obedient. Hmm? Obedience. 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 The opposite of obedience is disobedience. Rebellion. Hmm. Rebellion. Jesus obeyed to the point of death. And then he says, even death on the cross, because there, were, there are ways to die. You can choke on caviar and die an executive death. Oh, how, how did he die? He choked on caviar. <laughs> oh, talking about a posh death. Talking about being crucified. It was the worst way to die in his time. Crucified. The whole city chanting, take him down, kill him. He humbled himself to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, because of that, because of his path, God has highly exalted them. Let me tell you, there are fairy trees, are fairy, I mean, lights around the building, Christmas tree in a corner. Now, some will argue whether that has anything to do with Bible life. Probably nothing, but it's a way of capturing celebration in light and color and beauty. If Jesus hmm, had just died an ordinary death, there would have been no point in his birth. There would be no Christmas because it doesn't matter how many angels were in the choir or how many wise men came and what they brought and nga 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 nga. If he had lived a stubborn Proud, arrogant, disrespectful, dishonoring life. We would have never heard of Christmas. We would have never heard of Christmas. But because of how he lived and how he died, we pause in this season to remember him. And people get caught in arguments on whether it was actually December the 25th. It doesn't matter. It's not about the calendar. It's the event. And we're stopping and slowing enough to remember that the Christmas baby becomes the crucified Savior. And God watches him. I'm talking about making your name. Making a name. You can make a name on earth and fail to make a name in heaven. You can be a celebrity here. Hmm? And on the wanted list in heaven. And so, he lives a life. He dies a death. And it is so immaculate that the grave vomits him out. Yeah. Cannot contain him. And on the third day, he rises from the dead. And he doesn't rise up to rejoin the population and to wait for another death. No, 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 no. The Bible says he's quickened, he's transformed, and then he is lifted up and he is exalted far above principalities and powers. I'm talking about every structure that is on earth. He breaks through all of them. 
and goes higher than height, infinitely exalted. And the Bible says, God highly exalted him and gave him a name. Now, do you think he gave him the name Jesus? He already had that one. He got it from Joseph and Mary by instruction from an angel. He was already Jesus. But God has given him a name. Hmm? That name that no one knows verbally. Because it's not about the verbosity of it. It's about the power, the fame, the glory, the, the name you make by what you have done for others, by the difference you've made. God has given Christ a name above every name. And it's an invisible, intangible reality. My goodness. I don't know whether you've ever been in the presence of somebody with a name. Not through pompous self-presentation or stealing elections. You know, there are people who arrive with convoys and everything is powerful, but they are thieves. They're just glorious thieves. You know what I mean? But there are people who show up and they have legitimacy of authority. <laughs> huh? My goodness, I recently met a young man who is not South African, but his name is Nelson Mandela. And then the surname of the family. It's like, my God, this parent was so determined. <laughs> and they went and fished up a South African name to bestow it upon their child because there's something about Nelson Mandela. I read on leadership, and there are about seven stages of leadership development. And some people never lead, some people are at zero. They can't even lead themselves. But then in the trajectory of leadership development, there is a place you come to, they call it the alchemist. Only 5 to 10% of the earth ever becomes an alchemist. And Nelson Mandela is listed amongst them. <laughs> huh? Nelson Mandela. Don't joke with Nelson Mandela. History bears witness that that man led and left a legacy. And his, his name carries weight because of what he did. I'm talking about the name of Jesus. So when we say the name of Jesus, we are not saying the name of Jesus. We are saying the name of Jesus. <laughs> now, how do I explain this? <laughs> you understand what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when we say ladies and gentlemen uh, you know we are at an event and someone is about to, wake, to walk in and we say ladies, who is coming in who is coming ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for and the name is dropped <laughs> and somebody walks in and everybody knows there's nothing fake about that now of Jesus. Jesus, help me. I need to finish this. So, God has exalted him and given him. Did you notice? It says he's given him the name. It doesn't say given him a name. The name. The name. That is above every name. 
That means includes the one that God will give you, which you don't know. No one else knows except you. So in the, in the stewardship of names, there was a, the name. And that name was given to Jesus. That name is higher than any name. It's higher than any name. Whether it's a name of a person or a building or a structure or an organization. There is vested in Christ the name above every name. That when you say ladies and gentlemen. And you say the name Jesus Christ. Every demon trembles. Every mountain quakes. Every knee bows. These are the realities of the spirit realm. Every knee must bow and every tongue confess. I found that out as a 19-year-old. That when I spoke the name of Jesus, structures that had intimidated me as a boy growing up, dreams that had tormented me, sicknesses that were in my body, everything seemed to collapse. And I thought, what happened? What happened? The name. Now the name, I hope I'm not messing you up. The name is not Jesus. Because that one is in Spain as well. And it's in South Africa. So I'm in South America. There are many Jesuses walking the earth. But we're talking about Jesus Christ, the son of God, the son of Mary and Joseph. That one who lived and died. He died, he rose up and went to the presence of God and he was given a name. Above every name. That name speaks about authority. It speaks about power. It speaks about ability. And there's no name that equals his name. Now I finish with the fourth thought. Why those three thoughts? I'm giving you the final. <laughs> I say because you see it's about the carrying of a name. The carrying of a name. So Jesus rises from the dead. Hmm? He appears to the disciples. Matthew 28. And he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He's referring to the name. Because names are about authority. I tell you guys, I went, when we went to Uganda this time, uh, I had to go and sign papers regarding land that was sold long ago and, and uh, my mother finished, uh, sold stuff and paperwork was not finished. Everybody was waiting for Lincoln Saranga. Acres and acres of land. My mother had 600 acres of land. People have lived on that land, farmed, they can do nothing until Lincoln Saranga shows up. <laughs> Are you there? Ah, the whole village, they are all stuck because of this name they are looking at on a piece of paper because my brother Michael and me are the administrators of my mother's estate. Michael has done his part, but everybody is saying, where is Lincoln Seranga? Until we see him, nothing happens. So I was taken to a land office. I had to sit through traffic and potholes and finally arrive in a place called Bokalasa. Land office with my identity card, and they say we must see him and he must sign. <laughs> huh? And they say, ID, ID is we want to see a piece of paper, plastic, which has the names Lincoln, Cassidy, Serwang. 
then 600 acres of land can be distributed to their rightful owners. Whose land is it? My mother's land. (laughs) And through my name, through her name, her name, not her name was, was Elizabeth Nakabiri. We're not talking Elizabeth Nakabiri. We're talking about the, the name. The name above, behind Elizabeth Nakabiri has now been transmitted to Lincoln Cassidia Serwanga and Michael David Chazi. The invisibility of that name has been transmitted because names are transmissible. They can be passed on. So Jesus rises from the dead and says, All authority has been given to me. Now you go. I am giving you the name. And he says, Whatever you ask in the name, you will receive. When you speak to demons in the name, they shall be cast out. Whatever you declare in the name. My friends, I want to invite you to pursue the name. Yeah? If you're clapping, clap. Pursue the name. But understand, it's not standing there and going, Jesus, 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 Jesus. It's not in the phonetics of the name. <laughs> it's not adding, in Jesus' name, I pray to your prayer. It's walking in this mandate. It's walking in the, It's learning to steward that mandate. God has given it to us. Yeah? So the Bible says, hmm? And I close. Let me read a, few, a, a couple of verses. Are you guys back on projection? You are still dead? John 1.12, the Bible says, whoever believed in him, he gave the right to become children of God. Children, not born of flesh or blood or human will. Hmm? Look at that. But as many as received him, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, the purpose of this childhood children is the transfer of the name. Please understand, every child born of Derek Mobiru is a Mobiru. And they become heirs of that invisible thing that he gathers. If he gathers shame, he passes over shame. If he gathers power and respect, they say, Mobiru's children have arrived. Uh, people even change how they are standing because you have arrived, because... There is a link through childhood, through birth. Look at this. The right to become children of God to those, continue, who believe in his name. Hmm? Continue. Oh, should I have given you a little more there? It says, not born of human will. Hmm? Who are born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. God. When we talk about being born again, yes, we understand you are born by Mr. Kasolomujo or Mr. Biekwaso. That's your father's name. But God says, there's something I need to transmit to you. I have given it to Christ and now you must be born again. So that his name can be attached to you and you carry it. Oh, I hope I've labored this well. <laughs> if my people 
1 Corinthians, one, 2 Chronicles. Let me finish with this verse. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Uh, let's put it up and then we'll pray. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Look at this. 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name, by whose name? God's people are called by his name. He begets us. He births us. That's why we are born again. Every one of you here is a child of God. That means you have access to the name. <laughs> you have access to the name. You need to wear it right. You need to walk in it right. I said that that was the last one. No, there's one more. I now remember there's one more. One more I must quote. Did I even write it down? Yes, it is. You see, in the Ten Commandments, the third commandment says this. You shall not bear the name of the Lord your God in vain. It's the third commandment. God is saying, come on guys, don't joke with this thing. You're my sons, you're my daughters. He's telling Israel, come on. Israel, if I says you shall not have any other gods except me, you shall not make images. Third thing, don't carry this thing in vain. So people think carrying the name of the Lord in vain you know, is, is about saying, oh, Jesus, or swearing. No, it's not about just talking, saying the word Jesus. It's about what are you doing with the stewardship of the name. Please stand to your feet. What are you doing with the stewardship of the name? Lift up your hands, son of God. I want to remind you, you have been given the name above every name. You've been given access to it. There is no competition with this name. Nothing can touch it. Nothing can compare to it. And I thank God <laughs> that the name of Jesus has become accessible to me by birth. Name above every name. What a wonderful thing God has done for us that we should be called children of God and have access to the name that is above every other name. You have access to it. And today God asked me to challenge you not to carry that name in vain. Don't carry that name in vain. Don't walk like you don't know who you are. Don't walk like you don't know whose you are. In the name of Jesus.